0: From the NHRL studios in Norwalk, Connecticut, this is Behind the Bots, the podcast that brings you the stories of the builders behind the bots. I'm Chris. Luke. I'm Lindsay. And today on the podcast, we're previewing the March of Madness version of NHRL. We'll wrap
1: up the show with this week's installment of Robots Around the World. I love this one, so stick around. <laughs> um, and if you like our show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, stitcher no just spotify not stitcher tune in Castbox, player fm and podbean you can follow us on facebook at behind the bots and tell a friend we really appreciate your support
2: so time time now for for our recap our, our our recent event recap for motorama um just a little bit of how the sausage is made for the last four years we've run this podcast uh i have rolled it with an iron fist with a uh A rock-solid, just ironclad uh, script. And we have no script this week because I've been so busy. So uh, I feel deeply uncomfortable. This is great. We're going off script. Um, So uh, Chris, Lindsay, and I, we went to Motorama. We were expecting Kyle to show up. And if you did, you didn't identify yourself, Kyle. Um, And uh, it was a really great weekend other than, you know... um, Overdosing on hot pockets, which is something that I did. Um, I, I overindulged. It was terrible, um, and I learned that there is too much of a good thing. So, um, I guess just, uh, just Chris, Lindsay, your thoughts on uh, on this past weekend in Pennsylvania?
0: It's it's uh, it was very it was a very profound experience. Like going there, um, now having immersed ourselves into this world and community for several years where, you know, we the first time that we went to Motorama, we were just barely beginning to like understand what some of the smaller weight classes were capable of. You know, we were uh we were fans of BattleBots. We we loved the heavyweight class and we were curious like what what does 30 pounds have to offer? What does three pounds have to offer? and it was that was the hook for us when we went we got to see uh you know these different weight classes the builders putting the same effort and enthusiasm in there but now we're like now we 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 know almost everyone that was there uh you know we've we've worked alongside them you know we've we've been through the ups and downs with many of them and it was just um it was it was it felt like a, like a like it just a really awesome hangout session uh, and you know we we do obviously NHRL uh, you know every six weeks but this was it kind of felt like summer camp it was it was a little bit different it, you know it was a little bit uh, it's it's more of a um, as I described it I I think to uh, I don't know if it was Kyle or um, uh, one of the other uh, Moto folks, uh, but it felt more like a, like a land gaming session with your friends, and like it, it was it was a lot of fun. I I really enjoyed my time there.
1: I will say it was also <laughs> nice to be able to enjoy an event, watch it, take in the sights, and not have to necessarily be working at it. Um, that was cool, new experience. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it's, it's such a different experience than NHRL. Um, there really is no comparison and they're both, I think, you know, fantastic at what each of them are trying to achieve. Um, and it was, yeah, I mean, the last time we were there, it was 2020. It was a completely different world. Um, and being there now four years later, um, did Chris feel profound in in like a number of ways um it was it was great you know i watched a lot of the big box fights um definitely some of the threes as well um and i mean it's just like everyone was having a good time it was a good vibe um and uh i'm excited for next year and i too luke and overindulged in those hot pockets and cheesesteaks and uh i'm i'm good until uh next year or, or maybe even <laughs> two years
2: <laughs> I, feel, I feel like it's like you need you need about 11 and a half months before you start craving it again but yeah come next february i'm going to be like guys we got to let's drive out to rural pennsylvania and let's get some of those hot pockets you know like it's they they've, they've got to be like 1500 calories each like minimum um which is not oh, good afraid. like no. in terms of like calories per square inch like um i don't know there aren't no, many other like, big other than like pure sticks of butter you know like i, I don't know if you could really ingest they're calories.
0: They are highly uh nutritionally dense with zero nutrition
2: I listen, if you if you accidentally dropped one, you know, like into a fire, you you'd have like a, a real problem on your hands, okay? Like that thing is gonna burn for like a long time. It's it's yeah, it's there's a lot of oil in it. Anyway, I love them. They're great. They're fantastic. I just ate too many of them. That's fine. Um I um Motorama, if you haven't been, you should go. It's so much fun. Um like they they do it inside of this like uh this like Hog auction hall or something, mm-hmm. like a cattle auction hall. So like they they've got like these stadium seats, and like there were people who stuck around and watched all day long. Oh, like yeah. There were people who came out specifically for robot combat, and that was really, really cool. Um and it's a really different audience than normal. Um, like a if you were to go to BattleBots or go to uh go to NHRL. Um, it's a cool audience. It's like, it's, it's a different, different vibe. Um, I will say my, my, my dirty, shameful secret is that I saw zero big box fights. I saw zero the entire weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Zero. I was a judge, uh, for the Beatles and I got to sit with my face pressed up against the glass, uh, at the beetle weight cage I, I, I'll I tell you, like, for me, the reason why the experience was profound was, like, just on a personal level. The first time I, I went to Motorama, I walked straight past the beetle cage. Just walked straight past it. I, like, glanced inside and I was like, oh, that's chaos and I don't understand it. Um, let me go and see the really big bots. And I just sat in the bleachers for two days, like, for my first event. Um, and this time around, I... I'm so obsessed with Beatles. I didn't see a single big box fight. Like I couldn't even tell you who was on the roster for thirties. Like you, you'd hear like, cause you, you know, like they're connected. So you can hear a huge hit, a big like um, explosion of applause, like happening in the, uh, the, the hog auction area. And like, we are just laser focused on, on beetle ice. And which I will say like, being able to sit with your face up against the glass, it's the best seat in the entire house. And, like, judging, so much fun. Like, way more fun than announcing. Um, so, like, I fell even deeper in love with Beetleweights um, at Motorama, which, I don't know, I didn't think was possible, because I love Beetleweights a lot. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I had, I had a really awesome, awesome, awesome time judging.
1: It was also really exciting... A to see uh Jonathan Juarez win with war easy yeah I mean, what how well deserved and you know um oh my dogs are <laughs> wrestling in the background, and they're so excited for Jonathan Juarez. um, I don't know if you can hear them, but yeah, I mean, like so do for him, um he's really been grinding for so long and he he flies under the radar a little bit, so I think uh. I mean, he was undefeated the entire day. He was the winner yeah. of the winner's bracket. And then he went on and, you know, won won the whole entire thing.
2: I saw some disgusting fights from, from War Warhard. Like, fights where, like, his opponent got eviscerated. There were, I don't think, I don't think I did a single judge's decision for any of his fights. Like, they all ended in knockouts. Like, in terms of my, my headcanon, I'm pretty sure, um... And people would come up and they'd be like, they would have that look of like, um, I am a, <laughs> I'm a prisoner on death row, like getting ready to load into the box, like, because I've got War or hard on the other side. And uh, he's just like so humble and efficient and brutal. That robot is incredible. I love it. I love it. It, it did so, so well uh, at Moto.
1: And I so. think Strike Point was, like, the one favorite to go in and, and win it all because he has been doing really well in, in other competitions. I think has like, won the last several. Um, so that was, I mean, just really a decisive win for, for Jonathan. And yeah. congrats to Luke. Well, I don't know if he had more to say uh, on that before we move over to the uh, Luke's uh, quintal.
2: Yeah, Strike, Strike Point's just been, like, tearing up the beetle aid scene on on um in southern california and had won the last three competitions that it had gone to so like it was on an insane winning streak and it was just one of these things where it's like you know unstoppable force meets the immovable object and um you know if you ran that that match 10 times you might get a different different outcome it, like strike point is is an incredible robot it is hard to build a hammer saw at a three pound level. And one that just smashes through top plates is amazing. Like you don't even see that like kind of like power to weight ratio as you go up. Like there, there, there were robots that were basically cleaved in half, you know, um, by strike point, which was just awesome. um, he, he even had had a match that was like maybe 10 seconds. It was literally a one-hit knockout, just smashed through the, the top plate and just killed the electronics. It was amazing. Um, so yeah, it was it was cool to see them as the two, two robots in the finals for for the Beatles. Um, you were going to say about Luke Quintal.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen Pepe Sylvia now at NHRL before, and I think he was still working on some teething issues, but he. That robot is so strange and so fun, and won the thirties <laughs> and um it it's just like so exciting to see a concept being iterated on you know continuously. He's been working on that for for a long time now, and for it to just really dominate the field, um what it did to uh I think it was phenomenon was just uh really brutal um and it was yeah but just a, such an exciting bot to watch
0: it was uh it was insane watching pepe boot other bots it was one of the hardest roofings i'd had, i had seen yeah. uh in in 30 pound history uh i i was i was really surprised that it could deliver that kind of energy considering that i i don't think that it's um that its uh, that its tip speed is comparable to a lot of the other bots in that weight class, just considering the size of that drum. But there's just so much energy in it that it just it was just launching things. I was uh, I was really proud of Luke. He has obviously worked very very hard on this robot and uh, earned uh, all of the uh, the uh, accolades and awards that uh, he got to uh, have a photo up with at the end of Motorama, which was awesome to see.
1: Uh, Also, shout out to Brendan Steele, a.k.a. Business Cat, who uh, won the sportsman category with FlamPlan. Yeah, um, very huge inspired. Uh, He was going into it very confident. We talked to him on Friday night and he said he's worked on all this. (laughs) Doing the uh, iconic Business Cat pose right now. Yeah, he said he was going into it really confident because a lot of the issues he felt like he had fixed. Um, and he thought it was, like, operating at the top of its game, and that's exactly what happened.
0: Also, Brandon, uh, brought along his dad, uh, who I hadn't met before, and, uh, I, I, I coined him as Business Lion.
2: Yeah. Is it, is that how it works? Like, if you're a cat, you grow up and you become a lion, (laughs) I guess? That's...
0: It's not it's not the size of the cat in the fight. It's the size of the lion in your heart, Luke.
2: Oh, okay, All right, that's good. Yeah, pretty sure. <laughs> um, so, okay, I, I I didn't watch any of the the twelves or the thirties, but I think I think it was huge that won the twelves. Is that right, Chris? Like, am I remembering that correctly? Was it was it Jonathan Schultz, or was was he running a thirty pound version of huge? I don't know. I just heard that he, he did really well.
0: He had yeah, he had his thirty there.
2: Okay. Alright. Well, all right. Jonathan, sorry. Um I, I heard you did great, so I was just speculating. Um
1: <laughs> He's the winner in all of our hearts.
2: Yeah. Congratulations to, to the 12th Found winner, and I'm sorry that we forgot who it was. Um it's okay. <laughs> um All right, moving on to uh to this this weekend's NHRL. Uh the action kicks off Saturday at 9 a.m. with our um our broadcast on the Brett Zone. We're going to run that um, until about 5 or 6 o'clock Eastern. And then we're going to transition over into primetime coverage. So super tight coverage of the final um, fights in the bracket starting at 7 p.m. Um, so tune in live on YouTube and you can see the four of us um, muddling our way through announcing. Um, there are a ton of really, really cool storylines that I am going to be watching this weekend. Um, we've gone through the roster. I've highlighted um, some of these really great stories. I was thinking we could do them Beatles, then twelves, then thirties. Um, so starting off with the three pounders, um I'll kick us off kind of like right at the top. You know, is March NHRL is this weekend the weekend where we finally see Kazaias Guy get an invitation to the finals after just an, an amazing rookie year. And is this the weekend where we see Glenn Boxall finally win a Golden Dumpster? What do you think? Keziah is, like, super serious. Okay, here's the crazy thing. Keziah has has finished now multiple competitions in fifth place, which is just outside of where she needs to be to get an invitation to the finals. And there are so many examples where she, like, loses to the winner. Where you're like, okay, if you just won that match, you could have a golden dumpster and qualify. Where it's like it's almost like a meme at this point where it's like just she gets so, so, so far in the bracket and just like doesn't have that little bit of gas left to get across the finish line, which is just like heartbreaking.
1: And now but it's I like- do
2: think March is going to be good for that robot. I think I think looking at the roster, she's she's got a path.
1: The only thing is now it's that much harder to qualify because it's no longer guaranteed. If you're in the top four, she, to guarantee her spot has to be number one
0: or number two. Right. Or else you go into the, you know, um, the, 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 the metrics and uh, KPIs that we have ascertained are the, uh, the pathway forward for uh, you know, the, the selection process for world championships.
1: She enters I the Matrix. That, <laughs> I,
2: I will say that that lurking, lurking in the background is Lars Elliott at Impact coming off of a really strong Motorama showing in The Beatles. And Silent X, which Jameson Go assures us in his intake form, is here just for fun. It's not here to win. And I'm going to say... Press press F in the chat for doubt, okay? Like uh I I I'm I'm I think I I'm pretty sure that I coined the term the triple crown. Um and then it became <laughs> like a meme in internally at NHRL, and then we we produced a video on the Triple Crown and then and then when we showed up at the finals, they were like, Okay, here's a big storyline, the Triple Crown, like is it gonna be the Triple Crown? And it was like I can see how like that spiraled where you're just like, oh yeah, of course he's going to win everything. He's going to win the giant nut. He's going to win, you know, all three weight classes. And I can see how that puts way too much pressure on one person. And like, fundamentally, like JMO is here for the fun, fun of the game. And he just happens to be better than most people at the game. But that doesn't mean that it, it, you know, like this, that we have to put like so much pressure on it. You know, like I felt terrible about it because it was like, I don't know. Like it doesn't reflect at all, like on your quality as a builder, if you cannot win three weight classes in a single day, you know what I mean? Like it's an impossible task. Like it's just, it's incredibly impossible. Like I I honestly thought the only way that he could win the triple crown is if he rolled in with a crew of 16 people on his like pit, desk where he had four people for every robot and like they were all working together to get him across the finish line you cannot can't fight like 20 times in a single day and expect to win every single bracket when it's literally the best of the best robots on the planet so like i hope he comes back with the rubber weapon i hope that he comes back with a ham shake or a ham sandwich or whatever the next ham kind of thing it's going to be um I want to see Jameson like smiling in the pits. Like I just, uh, I don't know. I don't like, I don't like stressed, stressed Jama. It makes me feel bad. Um, so yeah, for my, my part in that, I apologize. Um, I do want to bring up a couple other Beatles cause there's some really, really interesting stuff here. Um, we also have the return, the long awaited to return of project liftoff. Very fun. It's been, uh, six plus months since we've seen, the Casmers, and uh that typically means they've been working on something cool so can't wait to see it um and speaking of uh we also have two autonomous robots in the beetles um so these are brand new robots we've never seen them before We've had some limited success. I, I don't know, that's kind of generous. Um we've had very little success with autonomous robots in the past at NHL. But I'm hoping that this is gonna be the time that we see something super, super cool um from 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 autonomous robots. Well, I mean like Project Liftoff makes sense as an autonomous robot. I think like building a, a little two-wheel drive autonomous mini bot is harder to do, but i don't know i think i think like weapon type really matters like you have to have like full chaos agent shell spinner ring spinner full body spinner for autonomy to like really i don't know because it's just not not that sophisticated right now you know um but maybe maybe we'll see something really cool and, and it, it surprises us um so yeah so those those robots to watch um are clue from max mobley uh, from team wpi and this is going to be a fully autonomous omnidirectional Kiwi Drive vert, which is really super cool. And then Mrs. Buff from Aiden Rose, um, which is going to feature a fully autonomous mini-bot, which is just designed to careen into its opponents. So watch out for Clue and Mrs. Buff if you're autonomous robots fans. And then my final storyline before I open it up um, for the Beatles will be the NHL debut of Elaine Wu from Railgun Max um, flying in here from China. Um, She arrived like Monday in LA and is going to be spending a week here in the US coming to Connecticut this weekend and she is running three robots, I believe, and they are all miniature Railgun Maxes. So she's running two Railgun Max Beatles and a Railgun Max 30, which is really, really cool. Your thoughts on Elaine's debut?
1: I'm so excited. She remains one of my favorite interviews that we've ever done. We were so fortunate to be able to interview her back in, I think it was like, it was our first year, uh, 2019. Um, and we got (laughs) into our podcast studio literally at like 11 PM. Um, so that we could, you know, uh, record with her. Um, and you know, and, uh, I think it was maybe noontime, Uh, in china um and she is just so fantastic and i reached out to her again and to see if she would be interested in coming back on the show after nhrl so we could kind of get her um you know thoughts on the experience and what it's like competing um and what she's what the team's been up to the last four years and she said absolutely so stay tuned for that um but yeah i'm i'm she of all the teams i think her team is who I'm most excited to see and I would be so thrilled if like they made a deep run for it. You know they're it's, they're so unknown right now. They 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 could give everybody a run for their money.
2: There is like wild stuff that's happening on that corner of the globe that we are just not connected to at all like I'm sure you guys have seen all the footage this week of this big Russian heavyweight competition that's that's running right now. Um they have a like battle box knockoff there with like the 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 lights and the um the the sparkle machine, the fire, they've got the the smoke, the fog machines. They've got a packed arena and there are all of these teams that we just have never seen before. Teams from China, teams from India, teams from Pakistan, teams from Russia. Like there is a whole scene that's happening there that's like outside of the like kind of North American, South American, European kind of like um, scene. So like it's cool that people like Elaine are bridging that gap uh like i know that the brazilians like will go and fight you know in um in china and india but like there's there's just not a lot of that cross pollination like the the ocean is really big between these two scenes and like i yeah just every time that we can get like a little opening of the door to see what combat robotics looks like in a different country is just amazing so like i am stoked to see um elaine and her robots here um so yeah i don't know it's a it's a little treat for for me um any other thoughts on the beatles any other notable names stuff you want to talk about before we go to the 12s yeah. Uh, uh, one matchup family.
1: that I'm really excited for in the first uh, round is Mako from Julian Papasian and Zane from Alex Pick, uh, Northeastern uh, alumni or student. I don't know. Woohoo! Um. Uh. And I mean, I love a good droopy-inspired robot. I love a good hammer saw. So this is going to be a really fun one.
0: I'm. Uh, I'm excited that we have. The the very quick return of Mr. Roper, uh, who will be back and clubbing Chris, away. Chris, that's in the head. Oh yeah. Well, I, I was just I was okay, but the, I was I had two thoughts that popped in my head at the same time. That was the first one. The second one, though, I wanted to talk about was that um, uh, Team Combat Ready Robotics is actually coming with five robots from ASU. With, like, a dozen of their bots. So this is kind of like a desert invasion that we're about to get uh, coming up this weekend, which is going to be pretty neat. I love to see uh, universities getting involved in the sport. And this is, you know, they're taking the plunge and they're doing it with a bunch of bots. And I think, like, nearly a dozen builders. So it's going to be uh, awesome having up here in the Northeast.
1: Now, Chris, you actually... You spoke with them back at OpenSauce, right? And I, they didn't really know much about NHRL at the time. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, I think that well, they were aware that um, you know, it uh it it existed, uh, but I don't think I think open really kind of opened their eyes to the accessibility of it and how many bots they could bring and the facilities there and just kind of seeing the NHRL presence there in San Francisco, you know, made them understand, okay, we we gotta go, we gotta take our bots, you know, up there to compete. And um you know, as, as we move through this year and into the next year, I'm sure that we're going to have other events that are more in their backyard, but I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to have them up here and join us because they are very, very enthusiastic. And, you know, uh, Blake, who I had been talking to from Source, you know, he had shared uh, what the, uh, the club at ASU has been doing. And, you know, they have events where, uh, you know, they got a box built with next to an open hanger door and there's you know over a hundred people standing around this thing fighting and spectating and they've made an event it's really awesome i'm really proud of them and all the work that they've done and you know they've built this huge community down there and you know hopefully we can we can help um we can help uh stimulate ASU to to actually you know acknowledge them and help fund their club and and help grow it so i i i i, I think that them coming up here and diving into, uh, you know, the greater combat robotics community and fighting some of the best, if not the best, uh, uh, bots in, in their weight, respective weight classes is a great way to do that. Absolutely.
2: Um, all right, let's move on to the 12s. Um, you know, for me, the big storyline, of course, is Jake Hoffman and Maximizer. Number one ranked twelve pounder in the field. Um, Jake has had a really incredible debut year for this robot really as it enters its sophomore season it is hitting so hard at the 12s and below um and we've seen so many robots that are inspired by this this design i mean of course to be fair um uh maximizer itself is is inspired by minimizer and thagmizer before it um, but you know, I, I would I would say that Maximizer is probably the most successful version of this this robot concept. Um and you know, we say it all the time, I will say it again. Jake is totally committed to this sport, and Jake takes it so seriously when you talk to uh, when when you talk to them about um the the upgrades. Like there's constant upgrades, and Jake is thinking through those upgrades all all the time. So, um, can't wait to see the robot. Now that had a kind of uneven experience at All Stars, if I'm remembering correctly, but In um, finals. Oh, and and the finals, yeah. Um, at at finals. Um, so yeah, so March March really kind of a good opportunity to qualify early for for Jake. Um, other thoughts on the uh, the twelve pound roster or or on maximizer?
1: There's some huge names. Uh, I mean, he's going to be fighting uh, Glenn Boxel with um, Caldera twelve right off the gate, and that is going to be very explosive. Um, I know that uh, in January there were, I think, some you know issues that Glenn was working out with uh caldera 12 i mean that's bound to happen when you are scaling up a robot like that but i mean that's definitely a match and a bot i'm gonna be looking out for um project liftoff 12 uh grim ripper who i have had a lot of fun watching in the past uh, at the 12 pound uh weight class is gonna be also a bot to watch i think and um if you see them in a the pits go grab a sticker because i think they have some of the best in the game also, uh, Bumble Blitz, who came in second in the 12s at Motorama, um, is, you know, going to be appearing as well. So can they carry on some of that success on over?
2: Lindsay, Lindsay am, I, am I correct in hearing that we forgot who won the 12s, but we know who came in second in the 12s at Motorama? No, no.
1: Plan no, Plan no, so won.
2: 12, 12-pound sportsman.
1: I misspoke. It wasn't sportsman. It was the uh, just the 12 oh. hobby weight. Oh,
2: I see. My uh,
1: bad, but yes, Brendan did win the 12s, and uh, Bumble Blitz won second, and uh, Voxel came in third. Nightcrawler came in fourth, Uh, and no, I did not uh, pull all this information out of my brain. Um, I got some assist from Ashley Beckman. Shout out to to Ashley. (laughs) I tried to look it up before, but the Motorama website hasn't been updated since 2017. Um. (laughs) Uh, Um
2: moving on to the 30s we have emulsifier totally terrifying um uh, emulsifier it's a 23 and 5 record like <laughs> just like just just like like bring that in you know and like like most of those losses have been to megatron you know what i mean like emulsifier just towers over the competition um i was talking to Corey Nason and he's like, yeah, if I win my first, my first match, I immediately go up against Emulsifier. And it's just like, uh, that's a tough draw, dude. Like, um, Emulsifier just uh, has a tendency to do really well. So, uh, you know, maybe it's another, you know, another bots FC win, you know, in for this weekend. that it's That's such a gangster way to do it, too. You know, you're just like, yeah. yeah. I'm going to I'm going to qualify and then I'm going to just put my robot on the shelf and not even look at it for like another nine months. You know, amazing. Um, So, yeah, I'm also fired. Okay, great. I hope that I hope that you have a great weekend, Matt. Um, But, you know, we also have Vorion. Vorion has one golden dumpster under its under its belt. Yeah. And uh, I could very well see an Emulsifier Vorion final um, if that's the way that like the, the brackets is structured. Um, yes. Yes. Uh, Chris, Chris, your favorite robot, Mr. Rover. Um, I love that people love Mr. Rover. Like when I saw it, I was so happy like in January and You know, it's gone viral now online. People are talking about it. And I love that. Um, And I cannot believe that the team is going to be flying out again from New Zealand for that. Like, that is just amazing. Um,
1: They've got such a big budget for travel, but not for their robots
2: it's flipped, it's flipped. You know, like most people would spend three thousand dollars on the robot and you know a hundred dollars on your travel, but it's uh, the other way around. You know,
0: I think actually I heard through the grapevine that um, the robot might have changed hands. Really? Yeah what? in order to uh, in order to fund his uh, his ride back to New Zealand, he might have had to offload Mister Roper. What? Um, Wait, so it's yeah. not a New Zealand team this time. I don't know. I don't think so, Luke. Really? Yeah.
2: Um do, so you, not do you know missed? more about the backstory of this mysterious buyer, Chris?
0: I don't, but I'm sure all will be revealed soon.
2: Cuz I mean if if I I I didn't get a chance to really talk to the builder, I just, just saw the robot, but you know <laughs> like uh he looked like a like a New Zealand bogan or something, right? Is is that that's uh just like uh just uh, a I, th- just, I think that's just how wall I, I can' believe that we we let him in
0: I think that's just the way people from New Zealand look Luke either you wear black jackets and and silver aviator glasses yeah. or you um you have sweatbands on virtually every appendage and uh short shorts
1: um I have th- uncovered the name of the new of of the new uh owner of the spot. Shall, should I okay. share it?
2: Yeah, of course.
1: Um, so yeah, uh, I believe the last uh person who we were familiar with from all the videos was his name was GIF. Um okay. only spelled with one J, uh just so you know. Um but now uh this new driver slash builder is Dr. Magnus Ambrose Detritus.
2: Detritus?
1: Yes Doctor, oh, Magnus Ambrose Detritus. Uh, wow, his initials stand for Mad. Doctor Mad.
2: Wow, Doctor Mad. Uh, Detritus, strange, strange last (laughs) name. You know,
1: uh, it's an ancient family name. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it.
2: Um, totally irrelevant
1: to uh, what's going to happen if he turns. Uh, you know, if he faces emulsifier
2: interesting um do do we i i i'm curious if if Dr. Detritus you know has made any upgrades to uh to Mr. Roper like is it still going to be your classic craftsman toolbox or is is he coming out with something new that's that's really i i I'll, I'll tell you my my I okay like literally okay this is me honestly like giving my honest opinion um like that robot did so freaking well for its design. Like, um, I was just assuming it was going to get tipped over and like its little arms would go flailing and it would be like, we'd see maybe 10 seconds of footage across two fights, but like it did so well. And like, it is a, it's an amazing robot. I want a little toy of it. I want a little like beetle weight toy for my own house. I just want to leave little divots all over my floor. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs>
1: Well, Just, Luke, good news. Uh, the uh, toddler behind uh, Toddler Terror, um, his family and him uh, built a, a popsicle stick Mr. Roper. So you can build one loves too.
2: I five so much.
1: Yeah, Mr. So Roper great. beat Toddler Terror, beat his robot, and now he's out for revenge and I think he built, yeah, a voodoo doll uh, built of... Uh, <laughs> build out of uh, popsicle sticks of mr roper yeah
2: that is great um any any other thoughts on the 30s any other thoughts on the roster on the weekend on motorama on amish hot pockets um on food induced uh comas i don't know uh any thoughts Just- before we we wrap it up and go to robots around the world
1: real quick for the 30s is there any world in which emulsifier doesn't win it all yeah of course
0: yeah
2: there 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 was there was an event where i think emulsifier went maybe one and two or oh and two like this is i have i don't have my stats in front of me but i'm pretty sure that this happened um I mean, it can it can get plagued with, you know, gremlins or, you know, kind of have a have a bad matchup or something weird can happen and get high centered on something. Who knows? You know, we're in single elimination land now. Um,
1: True. Anything can happen. Will it happen?
2: Probably not. It's probably going to be a Matt win, you know, for for the weight class. Um, But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's always exciting. It's it's unpredictable. It's it's live robot fighting. So who knows? We're going to have to tune in and see. Okay. Um I don't know. All right, listen, we're they're going to find out on Saturday anyway, so like I, I don't feel like I'm revealing anything like super secret. Um Sterling is going to be attending the event as a telepresence robot. So it's going to he's going to be like piloting himself around inside of the building with an iPad for a face, I'm assuming. I don't know. And checking it all out remotely. So we're going to see if he can get the telepresence robot up onto the stage and do some fight analysis with us. Um, like at the start of the day, which would be a dream come true for me as like a longtime fan of the combat collective. Yeah. Yeah. That, that would be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, Sterling can't wait to uh, see your disembodied iPad head on Friday and work with you on Saturday. So yeah. One more um, thing.
1: One more thing. One more thing. Good. Chris, tell us about the march of
0: madness. Some say that <laughs> on uh, on warm March afternoons in the uh, in the land by the enchanted sea of Norwalk, uh, there would be a tournament of champions uh, held like none other, where greatness is common, but legends are born, <laughs> and so. The March of Madness will unfold this Saturday in Norwalk. Uh, most importantly, it is my day of birth, my name day. And I uh, decided to foist upon uh, this community a challenge uh, that has not done been done yet, I don't believe, in combat robotics. And that is uh, embrace your uh, inner penchant for... Uh, warriors and wizards, and come to NHRL uh, adorned in your finest medieval or fantasy garb and or cool Dungeons & Dragons t-shirts, and place uh, some of those same adornments on your robots. And for those that have the courage to participate in the March of Madness, we have a literal treasure chest that will be behind the desk with us. And we will, as a team behind the bots, acknowledge the three greatest participants in this gauntlet that we have thrown down. So we have uh, first a commander deck for Magic the Gathering from March of the Machines. Applicable. We have uh grac- graciously uh, donated by the um dramatic pause graciously donated by the army painter the creators of the finest miniature painting paints imaginable a set of metallic colors that you can use on your bots or perhaps even Uh, if you're an artificer in a D&D campaign, uh, all your neat little characters. But most importantly, we have one golden ticket that will earn you a seat in the very first ever Builders One-Shot series, which is a Dungeons Dragons-themed fantasy one-shot where we will bring in Builders, and I will host and DM campaigns that have a little bit of robotic flair, but set in a fantasy setting. Thoughts? Because I foisted this on all of you as well.
2: Chris, we didn't get approval to wear our medieval costumes, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to bring me that Friar's Tucket costume or something. Like I I wanna look good on the stream for our medieval themed March of Madness. And what about you, Kyle? Are you going as like a I'm assuming some kind of Court jester or something? Chris, are there ways to get this in within the next forty-eight hours?
0: I I, I have a chest that is literally filled with um all of the, the garb and uh accents that we will need. Not only to stage ourselves, but to stage the stage.
2: Okay. Alright. Good. Good. Um all right. And with that, uh, that's it for our recap Motorama and our preview of March NHRL. After the break, we're going to return with uh, Robots Around the World.
1: Welcome back from the break. Time for Robots Around the World. This week we're traveling to New Jersey for the hottest new trend in Jersey weddings from the robots website, quote, the originality of the party robot is what sets him apart. Unlike other entertainment options, the robot is a homegrown innovation tailored to the tastes of audiences in the tri-state area. His full body led suit, CO2 gun, An ability to engage with the crowd makes him a -a one-of-a-kind entertainment sensation. So what this is, is a man in a robot suit uh, standing in... uh, 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 Do you remember how tall it was, Luke?
2: Eight feet tall, with full LEDs.
1: So this man comes dressed in this gigantic robot suit, comes to your party your wedding, your quinceanera, your and uh you know, baby shower, whatever the case may be. You're and and um, gives and comedy. gives
0: people and gives people <laughs> carbon monoxide poisoning with his CO2 gun.
1: He puts um, everyone to sleep. I actually don't know what the CO2 gun is for, but I do know that he pours shots.
2: <laughs> out out of his arms like the the yeah. the the liquor flows out of his little robot arms, Chris.
0: Yeah, don't don't use any of the other ports.
2: <laughs> uh, uh. I I just have to say that this is the most New Jersey thing ever. I know that they tried to lump in Connecticut and New York into this, but this is 1000% a New Jersey uh product offering, okay? Um just a a towering just a glowing shots robot uh that is just pulsating to edm music at a, at a wedding you know at some ballroom in secaucus okay all right like um, it's uh it's perfect it is it is the most new jersey robot ever invented
1: um i implore you all to look this up online i found it on a tiktok um that i sent to luke immediately upon seeing it and said this must be robots around the world this week um but i'm a little sad because you know i'm finding out about this now it's february 2024 chris and i got married in august of 2022 um and i'm a little sad you know that we didn't have this at our wedding we did have you know inflatable sumo suits and people had a, a good time uh you know knocking into each other and i did almost get a concussion on our on our at our wedding party but imagine if in addition to that we also had a, a shot robot
2: here here's what i think okay for your, like, 25-year recommitment ceremony, you know, like, when you're in your 50s. I don't know how old you guys are. You're you're mid-60s, okay? Uh, party robot. Get the geriatric party robot out there, okay? Um, and he can pour a white wine idea. or something, okay? Be perfect.
1: So, originally, Chris and I were going to, our plan was just to go to Scotland and like elope and have, you know, a couple people there if they wanted to fly out. But like that was their original plan until COVID hit. Um, but we've been talking about, you know, maybe like one day going back to Scotland and doing like, um, like a photo shoot. Because they do these incredible like fo- wedding photography shoots in the Highlands with like dramatic backgrounds. And now I want to do that. But fly over the shot robot. And have him just, like, kind of lurking in the background somewhere. Oh, there's so many opportunities.
2: No notes at all. Absolutely support this idea. Fantastic.
0: You could do it way more affordably with Photoshop.
1: (laughs) Fair. Fair. Also, uh, the website did say that his novelty wears off after 25 minutes. (laughs) so if we like flew him over to scotland with us and a whole you know day-long photo shoot we would we would probably uh, try to push him off a cliff or something
2: i i'm not kidding i i i've now decided i'm not going to do work this afternoon i'm going to find more footage of the party robot from new jersey and specifically i want to see the least exciting party that he's been hired for okay <laughs> once we're like no one wants to get involved, okay? Um, just uh, <laughs> the music is all wrong. That that would bring me so much joy. Um, so yeah, okay, that's great. Um, all right, well, that's about it for us. Uh, uh this week we will see you live on the stream on YouTube on Saturday, and uh, tune in. We'll be back in your feed at some point, probably with a uh, with a preview of the RIT event later this month. Um, we will see you, and we love you.
0: Goodbye.
1: Bye-bye.